across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Happy Monday, Rockstar Nation. Hope everybody had a super-duper weekend. Hope all was good. Hope you sold a lot of houses. Wow, what a week we had. Some great guests last week. Hope you liked Thatch. Uh, he was a, He's an interesting guy. He's a great guy, and I was glad to get him on the show on Friday. And, of course, Wednesday's guest has been causing a lot of commotion tommy sowers actually reached out on the facebook site which by the way if you're not on the facebook site pat hyben interviews real estate rockstars closed group please get on there we've got uh, seven thousand some members but uh, tommy got on there himself and said hey i still think there's a lot of misunderstanding about this uh, maybe i should come back on the show tommy would love to have you back anytime I think that if you listen to it, you'll understand it. I think the people that aren't understanding didn't listen to it in full. But what I'm doing actually this week is for the people that don't quite get it quite yet, I am having an expert on disruption. Yeah, I mean, it's a a word that's obviously a very popular word nowadays. I have an expert on disruption coming on the show this Wednesday, make sure you listen to Wednesday's show, Jay Samet, and uh, he's going to talk about whether Solo Pro has a um, legitimate chance or not. So stay tuned for that. Today's show, I originally was told, hey, you need to talk to this girl. She is doing some really neat things in the real estate sales industry. And I was like, well, she's so young. You know what I mean? She's such a rookie. She's young in the business. And I don't know if, uh, if, if the fans, if you guys want to listen to a, a rookie rock star. But um, the more I talked to her, the more I got to know her, the more that I saw that uh, what she's doing is the stuff that people who've been in business 10, 20 years still aren't doing and should be doing. I thought the rock star nation can learn a lot from a rookie. So I hope you enjoy today's show. I think there's some definite meat and potatoes here that we all can learn from. Anyways, have a great day, and I look forward to talking to everybody on Wednesday. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a super guest. I have Christy Lundy on the phone from Vista, California, and she is knocking it dead in a short, short, short period of time, and sometimes the best people to learn from are rookies because they show it, show us how to do this business in a completely different light, and I'm excited to get her on and find out how she's doing it and what she's doing, and so without further ado, Christy, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Why don't you tell our Rockstar Nation a little bit about you, Christy, so they can get to know you better? Yeah. So my name is Christy Lundy. I'm originally from Los Angeles, from Culver City, California. Now I live down in North County, San Diego, in Vista. I spent 15 years in the nonprofit world and made the switch about a year and a half ago to real estate. And I've got three kiddos and I've been married for 10 years. And 
this has been such an awesome change and I love working in real estate and I can't imagine doing anything else now. That's great. And so when did you start? August of 2014. Okay. And tell me about your first year. So my first year, I, I didn't have a transaction closed for the first four and a half months. I felt a little lost. I was not one of those agents who hit the ground running and, you know, did 70 transactions in my first three months. And uh, that wasn't me. I feel like I was a slow starter and I've really started to build my momentum. So I think that just because you don't start as a rock star doesn't mean you can't be a rock star. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, <laughs> if anything, it's a mentality, right? You know, or, absolutely. And you just got to keep telling yourself that you are. So you could have quit, right? I mean, four and a half months, that's a long time to go without a sale. Now, during, were you actively trying during that four and a half months? Yeah. So I feel like I was, I was just sort of, you know, grasp, grasping at straws. I was doing door knocking. I was trying cold calling. I was joining networking groups, but I didn't really have a good plan of action. I hadn't been practicing my skills and I really was just kind of lost. And then I got my first transaction. It was for actually a former employee of mine from my, my days in nonprofit. And once I got that one, <laughs> I was terrified actually that I would never get another one, but I did. <laughs> and I ended up uh, closing 10 transactions my first year. I made over $100,000 GCI and uh, they just kept going. And as I you know, continued to do more and figured out what I needed to do to get business in my business uh, really, really got the ball rolling. And this year I'm looking to actually quadruple my income. So you're looking to make 400,000 this year. That's a big number. (laughs) (laughs) And okay. So how, right? So you went four and a half months, you got nothing. You finally get it. And it's somebody you used to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what have you done, let's say, to go from rookie to rock star? What are you specifically doing? So for me, I work mostly in my sphere. 70% of my business last year was sphere. The rest was open house and, and internet leads. So I am doing some other things. I'm diversifying. But the sphere really has been kind of a gold mine for me. Part of it was, you know, I got all these scripts for calling my sphere and making it really business oriented. And that was a real turnoff for me. I was totally afraid of it, of alienating my friends. And so I stopped using the script. And I just started talking to people about what I was doing. I started posting on Facebook, hey, my new signs are here. My new cards are here. Who's ready to buy or sell a home? When I heard my friends talking about real estate, I was totally afraid, but I did it anyway. I said, hey, you know what? I would love to work with you. I would love to be the agent representing you. You have to ask for the business. And before that, I think I'd been really afraid to ask for the business. And I was still afraid. I was still afraid. But uh, I did it anyway. And it really just started working for me. Continuing to, to call, just calling and catching up with old friends. I know people from all over the state, from my volunteer work, from my days at nonprofit. It's a small community. So just reaching out and talking to people. And everybody wants to talk to a real estate agent about real estate. So you don't even have to bring it up. You don't have to say, <laughs> you don't have to say, oh, I need a referral or I'm calling for business. Just call and talk and they're going to say, oh, how's the real estate market? How's business going for you? Things are awesome. Hey, do you know anybody who's looking to buy or sell? Just really casual, no expectations. And it's really worked. And one thing I did is I hired a coach, which was just instrumental. It has completely changed things for me. And he really helped show me how to work my sphere, running client events, Uh, I did a client event, my first one in December, 
and I spent about 250 bucks. I had about 20 people show up and I got a buy sell. I reconnected with an old friend from high school who's buying this year and I got a referral. Okay. And I never so, talked to anybody about real estate. So, so I want everybody to listen to this because I think that a lot of people are like, well, I could never do a client event until I have X amount of clients. Well, at that time that you did your first client event, how many clients did you actually have? 10. Okay. So you had 10 clients, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, I'm going to have a client event. And you yeah. just invited 10 clients. Well, I invited more than 10 clients. You know, I've got three kids. So I invited everybody from the school. You invited your sphere. So it was really like a I client invited all of and a sphere. sphere. So, so yes. what, okay. So what is your but sphere? No, but nobody knew that it was who was a client and who was sphere. Everybody who showed up assumed that everybody was a client, right? You know, if they didn't know each other, then they all assumed that everybody else was somebody I'd worked with. So it made things look maybe a little bit bigger than they were, which was great. No, 100%. And, and I used to do client events, and that's exactly what happened. You know, we'd mm-hmm. have a ton of people there that were from the sphere, friends, family, whatever, and, and nobody knew, and it looked great. So what did you consider your sphere? Anybody that I've been in contact with, ever. <laughs> did you just start <laughs> scribbling down one day and just kept writing and writing people's names I, down? I do have a CRM. Um, I use a lot of Facebook when I interact with my sphere too. It's really helpful. I try not to be too overtly businessy on my Facebook, but I do talk about business and what's going on in the market in a friendly, casual way. But I did a Facebook event. I called all of my friends who were local. I emailed, I texted, you know, anybody who I'd ever shown a house to, just everybody. So all the moms and dads from school, from preschool, from elementary school, all the Girl Scout moms and dads. Um, I actually didn't think I had a lot of sphere when I started in this business. I moved to San Diego four years ago. I knew my people, you know, the people that I worked with when I was at my nonprofit. And I kind of knew some of the parents from school. So I know there are a lot of people listening who are like, well, I don't really have a sphere. I'm new to the area. I didn't think I had a sphere either. I had a referral from a friend I was in a wedding with five years ago who lives in New York who had someone moving from LA to San Diego. Hmm. You know, so so your sphere doesn't necessarily have to be just the folks who are local, especially in a destination marketplace like San Diego. But, you know, a lot of places, if you know somebody who's moving from somewhere to somewhere else, you know, I, there's just a lot of options. Um, I talk to people in my sphere from all over the country because they might know somebody who needs services in the areas that I work in. So you'll just call people, right, mm-hmm. in your sphere. And what do you say? Hey, it's Christy. How's it going? So let's just say I'm a random Facebook friend of a friend, right? Let's say mm-hmm. I'm an, and, and, and people don't, I don't think actually sit down with Facebook and hyper-focus on the information that's there. But, but I would say over half of the people on there have phone numbers. And if you can't find the phone numbers on there, there's probably another 10, 20% on LinkedIn. I mean, there's ways, you know, people are shocked actually that, that cell phone numbers are on Facebook, but, but everyone tends to put them in there. So, okay. So you call me, we, we met at a party. I'm a friend of your college roommates from Facebook. You're calling me. Let's role play it. Okay. So, and can I just preface a little bit before yeah, we start role yeah, playing sure, is, yeah. you know, for that kind, unless there's someone that I've had a a conversation with before, I probably wouldn't just call them to be like, Hey, what's up? Okay. But there are Facebook friends that I have who are friends of friends that I may not know in person that if I see them talking about real estate, 
I absolutely would track down their phone number Got on it. Facebook or LinkedIn and give them a call and it would, you know, that's more like something. a warm call. That's like, and so you're not afraid of them saying, Oh my God, Christy, she's a stalker. No, no, because most people, if you're Facebook friends and you know, somebody who knows somebody, you're just calling to help them out with their real estate issues. So I actually, I had this happen twice recently with folks who are getting ready to sell this summer and they posted on Facebook, they're friends of friends. I can't remember if I've ever met them in real life. Uh, one of them I was able to track down and it was, you know, sort of like a ring ring. Hey Pat, it's Christy. How's it going? Christy hey. Lundy from Facebook. Hey Christy. Hey, so we've got uh, Marty as a mutual friend and I saw that you were thinking about selling your home this summer and moving. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're right. We're planning on going to Chicago. Oh, that's super exciting. What's taking you to Chicago? Job transfer. Oh, what what kind of work are you in? I'm in the IT space. Oh, cool. My husband works in IT too. Well, I'm giving you a call today because I saw that you were moving on Facebook and I didn't know if you knew that I'm a realtor. No, I can't say that I did. <laughs> well, I am a realtor and uh, you know I've known Marty for a number of years and I just wanted to call and let you know that I'm a realtor and I would love to help you on the sale of your home. Have you decided on which agent you're going to go with yet? Uh, no, we haven't. You know, It's a little premature, but we're probably going to start uh, interviewing agents in about uh, six weeks. Okay. Well, you know, you definitely want to have all the time you can to get your home ready for market, you know, especially as you're packing, what can you start packing now? So this, you know, the home sells, uh, shows really well, gets sold quickly. Uh, What are you looking, what's your sale date looking like? When are you looking exactly to be out of the house by? Well, I want to be out by say July 1st. We want to move the kids during the summer with summer school, with, with, with school being out. Yeah, that sounds like a really great time. So six weeks is actually really a good a good time to meet. But I'd be happy to come over beforehand if you want and just you know take a look at your house, let you know what repairs you might want to have done, what upgrades, paint, that kind of stuff. Would that be something you'd be interested in? Yeah, sure. I guess it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. So I mean, the conversation would go something like that. I try yeah, to yeah. talk to them and just be friendly, so it's not all salesy, but bring up our mutual connection, gain that trust. I think. For me, I really enjoy working with my sphere because they trust me so much and uh, are willing to send me then family and friends after. And I've had this conversation go where they they haven't gone with me. Um, And it was funny because I was actually, they'd already decided on a realtor by the time I got to them. The process had already started. And we were at a kid's birthday party this weekend and somebody was talking about the market and this friend who would actually just use somebody else said, hey, did you know Christy's a realtor? She's awesome. And still gave me a referral at this party, which was great. And this other parent's looking to buy some investment property. So she took my card. She loved that her friend had endorsed me right there. So even if it doesn't turn into business right then, they know. And they trust me because we're either friends or we're friends of friends. Hmm. Interesting. So that's worked really well for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what software or phone app are you most excited about now, Christy? We have conversion at my brokerage. I'm with uh, a brokerage that provides conversion, and I really, really like conversion. It does a great job at nurturing leads. I had a couple of transactions last year that came in off Craigslist ads that conversion sent that first email, and they responded back right away, and we were in escrow. One of them was actually in 24 hours. It was a land deal. We were in escrow 24 hours later. 
Wait, and wait, then what is conversion? What is it? It's a it's a lead capture system. It's kind of a CRM. It's not a great CRM for all of your needs, but it's really great for internet leads. And it has really great emails uh, that are sent out that so it, really it, look it, like you're writing it. It's basically like an autoresponse system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but what's different than like a general autoresponder of someone who's on vacation? What's the difference? Oh, I'll get back to you. What What does conversion do? Um, well, it sends, it, it's got a great drip system. That's what it does. So they go to your website, has a great lead capture, especially for buyers. You know, so you look at a couple of houses, you've got to log in. Immediately, if it gives you the phone number, if they give you your phone number, it gives you a call so you can connect right then. If you can't connect right then, it'll send a text on your behalf. It has an auto email that's just really simple. Hey, I saw that you were looking at my website, christy.sdcountyhomehunter.com. You know, is there anything specific that I can help you with? Mm, Okay. And people love, I mean, it's just right off the bat. I had somebody who they signed up on 4th of July and... They ended up choosing me as their agent because I responded so quickly on the 4th of July. When it actually won you. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. But they loved that. So, uh, and then the emails are just really personable, really simple. They don't seem pushy. Just, hey, how else can I help? You know, do you want me to, there's this one great email that's like, do you want me to leave you alone? Do you want me to send you more houses? Do you want me to, like, it's just got a little humor to it and it gets a really good response. So they and added I, they added humor and kind of almost like a slang twist, not really, but, but not a formal twist. So it feels like it really is you. Exactly. Like I'm sitting there and typing the email. So, and it's just, they get some really great responses. And like with any internet lead, you know, you need a lot of them to get a good one. But the ones for me that have really worked out, it's been immediate. 24 hours into escrow, a week, just they're, they're hot to trot. Craigslist for me has been really good. What? So tell me about that. So some Craigslist ad came into conversion and 24 hours later was in escrow. Tell me that story. Yeah. So Craigslist, so conversion has like an, a poster that helps you post a Craigslist very quickly. And... I post everything for my brokerage and if I have permission, other brokerages as well. And this was a land deal and one of the other agents in my office had a piece of land up for sale. I got a call into my phone number from an investor who was like, hey, I'm going to drive by this land that I saw posted on Craigslist. Okay, great. Let me know if you have any questions. It was kind of, you know, it was just really, uh, what do you know about it? So, what, And it wasn't I, your listing, right? It wasn't my listing. It was somebody else in the brokerage. So I called the listing agent, got some more information on the land, got some reports. You know, he drove by and was like, hey, I want to put an offer in. Hmm. And 24 hours later, we were in escrow. That's great. I'm just really, really, I call it real estate magic. It was a real estate magic moment. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You know, you jumped right on it. You got the information. You got back to him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, there was definitely a level of customer service too, but it was great. And then I had another one that we were in escrow. It was Labor Day weekend of last year. And they emailed me on a Monday and we were in escrow the next Monday. And they responded back to that auto emailer. Thanks for getting back to me so quickly. We're moving down for work. We need to get into a place like now. They were moving from San Francisco. They were there the following Friday in escrow the next Monday. Hmm. You were just playing catcher. I mean, you were... Mm -hmm. That's the thing where I think a lot of agents don't get it is... If you're ready and you're mm-hmm. catching the balls, you know, yeah, some of them are going to be balls, you know, but some of them are going to be strikes. You know, you just have to be ready. 
I don't know if that's a good analogy, but you know, if you're ready as a catcher, you're eventually going to catch some balls mm-hmm. that are like really good. You just have to be ready to do it and be willing to jump to it, providing they're qualified, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's a great point too, is that especially with internet leads, you've got to call back right away. And that's one of the things I love about conversion is that if they enter their phone number, it auto connects you. It auto sends the email. It's just, it's really, it's on the ball for you. So you have to be there ready to catch it when it comes in, but it also, you know, it's kind of got your back. It's like the backup net behind you. So you can still get it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, aside from the cliches, and by cliches, I mean, you know, we hear that a coach would tell you, hey, you know, you need to lead generate or you need, you know, you need to pick up the damn phone, right? You need to go to Mm -hmm. work. Okay. Aside from those cliches, what are some things that you're learning from your coach that seem to be paying off for you? Yeah. One, having a coach, just having someone really walk you through the steps that they've taken is very, very helpful. It was helpful for me too. So I was spending most of my days still doing the types of lead generation that weren't actually getting me business because that's what I learned in my classes. Make your cold calls, you know, do your door knocking. It just... Fisbo's expired door knocks, cold calls. You're talking exactly. about that stuff. Okay. So I was spending that wasn't working of my time. for you. Okay. Right. Eighty percent of my time I was spending doing that. And so I have, you know, my coach looked at my business. He was like, Look, seventy percent of your business is coming from your sphere. What'd you do to your sphere last year? Hmm. Oh, nothing. Like I, I wasn't doing anything. I was posting on Facebook every once in a while. And he's like, Nope, you have to systemize your sphere. Hmm. And here's how you're gonna do it. So he helped walk me through that, and that's what's putting me on track to get to this point, you know, also just looking at how I was spending my money. I made all of the stupid mistakes in my first year spending money on stuff I shouldn't have that were just a waste of time. You know, seminars I shouldn't have gone to, marketing tools I shouldn't have done, you know, magic bullet type stuff. And I didn't think that any of it was going to work, but I felt like I had to be doing something. I should be spending my money somewhere. One of the first things he had me do was hire an assistant. You know, so now I've got an assistant. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I love that, that, you know, 10 deals in or or whatever your first year and you got an assistant. A lot of people, they just wait forever, right? They're waiting until they're making a half million dollars a year before they give up uh, some money to an assistant. It's more of a control thing than it is a financial thing. Because here you were, you got an assistant and, and, you know, as a rookie. Yeah. Well, you know, doing, so I started, I'm starting her off with uh, 20 hours a week. So part-time. And for me and my market, that's two deals a year. So if by adding 20 extra hours of work time, can I get two deals a year? Absolutely. Like it doesn't make sense for me not to do it. And I'm taking all of these things off of my plate so that I can spend more time doing the things that only I can do. And having a coach, someone who kind of pushed me along and said, hey, you can do this, do this, really, really was helpful for me. I like that. And, and, and I like to build on it. You know, chapter five of my book is, is build on it, which means, you know, build from a success up, not from the ground up, which is, you know, instead of building on these random things that, that you have no business from before, your coach says to you, Christy, build from a success up, not the ground up, build from your sphere of influence and make it Mm -hmm. better and better and better and better to the point where you're going to make 400 G's with through your sphere, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, I still have to do other things. I'm still doing open houses. And obviously, you know, I do, I have like 600 people in my sphere that I consider folks I could reach out and and give a call to and expect some business from. But I'm still doing open houses. I'm still doing internet leads because I still need to diversify my business as well. What coaching company are you using? 
I'm with Club Wealth with Michael Hellickson. Club Wealth, Michael Hellickson. So mm-hmm. I'll put that on your show notes as well as conversion because those are good tips. Mm-hmm. So what? tell me about open houses. So like with the open houses, what is your protocol? How do you do your open houses that may be, uh, make them maybe more effective than the average agent? Yeah, I mean, I do. I just do all the things that you're supposed to do, right? They tell you what you're supposed to do and nobody's doing them. So making sure it's on the MLS, Uh, we don't syndicate to Zillow or Trulia. So making sure that the open house is on Zillow and Trulia, putting out a ton of signs, you know, 30, 40, 50 signs, Craigslist ads, targeted Facebook posts. Um, I've got two buyers I'm working with right now that came into open houses based on a targeted Facebook post. So I found that very effective. Okay. So break break that down, break that down. How'd you do that specifically? Yeah, Yeah. So I took, you know, on my business page, I linked it to my conversion website. So for me, that's how my lead capture. So I posted the link through there, added a ton of pictures, open house, da-da-da address, call Christy for more info. And that's pretty much it. I did get some leads off of it. You know, people who are sort of looky-looing, wanting to see more photos. But the ones that came into the open house actually never signed in through the CRM. I never captured their leads online. But everybody who comes into an open house, hey, where'd you find us today? Oh, Facebook, you know, realtor.com, whatever it happens to be where they found me. Signs. So doing that, door knocking in the neighborhood, making sure that everybody in the neighborhood comes by a busy open house, really, it looks like you're successful and that the house is really desirable. Another thing is, you know, being choosy with what houses you're holding open. Ones that are in neighborhoods that are close to shopping and major intersections. You know, if people have to take a million turns to get to the house, you're not going to get as much traffic. So even if it's not your listing, making sure that you're picking houses in desirable areas at price points you're comfortable working at and that are easy to get to and have massive signage close to shopping centers, all that stuff. Mm. So basically you're putting... 20, 30 hours into every open house. Yeah, it's a process. It's not just show up with a couple signs and hope people show up. If you want big open houses with a lot of leads, you got to do the work. Right, right. So, Christy, what, you know, here you go. You got four and a half months in, not a damn sale. You start knocking, you know, some sphere of influence. You start getting success up. You have big aspirations for the next 12 months. What specifically have you done already that is setting you up to make this your obviously your best year uh, <laughs> out of uh, two and a half? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Systems. Having systems. So having a coach has, again, just been so helpful for me, getting me set up on a schedule so I know what I'm supposed to be doing with my time. And I'm not, I feel like last year I was playing real estate agent. And this year I really am one. Like I thought I knew what it was to be a real estate agent and it was not that at all. So systems, you know, being really focused with my time and just, you know, doing things right. So with client events, you know, a lot of people I see on Facebook all the time in in the real estate agent groups, people talking about client events, and I can't do it because it's going to be too expensive, or what if nobody shows up, or, you know, what if, what if, what if. It actually doesn't matter if anybody shows up, because the event is your reason to call them six times, Mm. you know, or text them, or email. Hey, Pat, it's Christy Lundy. I want to let you know my next event is S'mores on the Beach. Uh, at the end of spring break. It's called S'more Spring Break. I'm super excited. But um, 
hey, Pat, did you know I'm doing s'mores on the beach? It's a like client friend event that I'm doing and I wanted to know if you could come by. I get that call. Hey, you said you were going to check your calendar. Are you going to be able to make it? I want to know how many bars of chocolate to buy, whatever it is. I can call them six times. Six times. Wow. Well, I'm going to show up and get a s'mores. (laughs) Six times. Be like, good Lord. And it's just the reason to call. And it's a warm call. And I get to say that it's for clients and friends. So they know that it's about business, but I don't have to be pushy about it. Do you know of anybody else who wants to come? Bring the kids grab some s'mores, you know, just really simple. And if nobody shows up, more chocolate for me. And I've called everybody in my database six times or emailed or sent them a, you know, a hand invite. When they get there, we're taking pictures so that I can use it afterwards. And I can post those on Facebook. And it doesn't matter who's a friend and who's a client. Taking a photo with everybody who shows up. So I had 20 people show up to my last event. It looks like I had 20 clients there. It looks like a super successful event. You know, and really it was more like 15 friends, five clients. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I love it. Well, Christy, this has been a great show. I think that there's been lots of actionable items and meat and potatoes offered here. And it's amazing that you have such vast knowledge and such a mature perspective of the real estate business from a business standpoint and what you need to do to actually make commissions and make money in such a short period of time. So I'm glad I had you on and I'm going to put all your information on hybendigital.com backslash Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. And is there anything you'd like to leave our audience with, Christy? Um, no, just, you know, just because you don't start a rock star doesn't mean you can't be a rock star. So for all those new agents who are out there or agents who are just struggling, you know, it's still time to turn it around. Can make it happen. Don't give up. Don't give up. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.